Hilchais Kalim, Perek Chaf Beige. We move on to talk about clothing, the Shmata business, garments. How large, what is the minimum amount a garment must be to be Kabotuma? The answer is three Tvachim by three Tvachim. You see, it says Shloisha Tvachim rather than Shalish Tvachim. If I have this pair, whenever the Amam says Shloisha, he means Tvachim. As opposed to finger breath, we'll see. When he says Shalish, We'll see, he means fingers. So, the midras, that's as far as, okay, three twachim square is a minimum shear for a garment in Bukabo Tumah. The type of tum we called midras, which is when a zav, zav, and your lettuce sits on the garment. If it's a garment or a keli of any kind for that matter, that's designed to bear the weight of a person, it's Bukabo Tumah, even if the nida does not touch it, right? So, the minimum shear of that garment is three twachim. Now, when you're designing a garment with a weaving loom, or whatever method you're using, when you start designing it, it's not Mechavotumah right away until it reaches the shear of three Tvachim square. That a point, it's considered a garment. Even though you designed it to wear as a pair of pants, let's say, or you wanted to wear a pair, a pair of pants, and it's nowhere near large enough to wear as pants, but a garment is a garment. You don't say, well, it's, well, it's designed to be used as pants, so, so therefore, if, you're gonna use it, if it's only large enough to use as a shirt, it's not considered finished. That's not the case. Once the begot reaches the three Tvachim square minimum, it's Mechavotumah, uh, for any kind of tumma, including the tumma of medris. V'shalosh etzboyis, al-shalosh etzboyis. Again, you see when the word shalosh, without the hay at the end, it refers to fingers. So, three fingers by three fingers, which is obviously much smaller. When it's three fingers square together with the seam, so then, or, you know, the, the, sorry, the malol is the loose hanging strands at the end. If you make tumma from tumas mes, or any other kind of tumma, three fingers is sufficient. So three fingers square, is, which is very small, is that's considered large enough to cobble any kind of tumma, with the exception of tumas medras. The tumas medras has to be large enough to, technically speaking, sit on with some degree of benefit. And for that, three fingers is not sufficient; it has to be three tefach. The medram, when is this true? That this is the minimum amount. Big date samar pishtim if it's made of wool or linen. Avogadno shall sharmin. And if, however, it's made of other types of material, so in that case. It's not a kabul tumah. Even if it is a, uh, uh, even if it is a non-medrash tumah, less was three tfachim square. Even for tumas mess, for example, where other materials, three fingers is sufficient when it comes to other, when it comes uh, when it comes to um, uh, even, even when, it com- when it comes to woolen linen, three fingers is sufficient to make it into a garment. When it comes to other materials like silk, for example, in that case, even for uh, tumas mess or other tumas, it has to be three tefachim. So, Elim Kinayim he says, Oi beg, the Pasuk says, or a garment. This extra word, Oi, is coming to include that other kinds of material for garments, even though they're not wool and linen, are included in the parsha of Tumah as long as they're three Tvachim square. Normally when Terah says garments, what kind of material in Terah is considered a garment? Wool or linen. When it comes to Hilchus Tumah and Tara, other materials like silk, for example, or other materials are also included in the parsha of Tumah and Tara, provided that they are a minimum of three Tvachim square. So, that's irrelevant. Of course, a garment's a garment. What's, what's the question? A garment is a garment. The fact that Hapiyah Lachi, you're not aware because you shot this, because you stole it, 
What's it, what's, what if it's muksa? Of course, it's a garment. Who cares, right? When is this true? This whole concept is when you... So I start off the parak saying when you started forming a garment and you reached the measurement of three tzvachim. I think that's true as well. But here the example is... So, oh, so one second. So here the example is... The Ram says we're talking about you tear a garment. So you have a garment. You tear a piece of it. If there's still a piece that's three tzvachim square, it's makabal tumah of all kinds of tumas. Or for that matter... If it's wool or linen, as long as it's three fingers square, it's makabal to all the tumas except for medras. But that's true if you tear a piece from a garment that's already finished. It's already, it's already, that's larger. However, when you make a garment, and that garment is designed to be its size, even if it's very small. So let's say, for example, it's, a, it's like a kind of like a bendel or a belt. That's, that's only, only two tvachim, by many more tvachim, but it's definitely it's less than three tvachim. Or let's say it's two, it's two tzvachim square even, but that's what it's designed to be, for example, for whatever reason. So if that's how it's designed to be, how big it's designed to be, let's say it's meant to be a patch for clothing, for example. That's how big it's supposed to be. So I raised him a kabbal char tumis. In that case, despite the fact that it's so small, it's susceptible to all types of tumis, chutzim b'tumis midras, again, with the exception of the tumah that's meant uh, for supporting a zav, or a zav in your ledes, she'ein makabal t'ayseh midras, to be susceptible to that kind of tumah, it has to be worthy of bearing the weight of a person. Now, a garment that small is never, that's never possible to really have any benefit to sit on as a cushion. So it has to be at least three tfachim squared across the board. So, so far we have two examples of a garment that's less than three tfachim squared. It's makabal tumah. What are those two examples? A garment that was designed to be less than three tfachim squared. That garment's makabal tumah, although not tumas medras. The other example is if it's made of wool or linen and it's less than three tfachim squared. In that case, even if it's being torn off another garment, it's still makabal tumah. Again, not tumas medras. Fine, base. Garments that are very thick. Garments made of felt, thick blankets. Garments that are very soft, very thin. For example, the garments that are made of Egyptian flax, or maybe this might mean Egyptian garments made of flax they used to wear in Egypt. I'm not sure if Mitzrayim refers to the people who are wearing them or the flax grew. I think it refers to the, the people, people who wear them. Yeah, the Egyptian style clothing. Egyptian, uh, Egyptian uh, style. These garments are very thin. You can see the skin through the garment. In that case, even if it's torn for the garment, uh, it, it, uh, uh, excuse me, um, even if you're talking about even if you're talking about a non-Medrus Truma, it's still Makabal Tuma. Despite the fact that it's made of uh, a linen uh, or wool, or actually linen, because pishin is linen, it's still not makabal tumah unless you ha- has a share of three tvachim by three tvachim. Uh, three etzbais is not sufficient. Even though in halacha aleph we said three etzbais uh, is a minimum shear for wool or linen when you tear it from a garment for all tumas except for medras. When it comes to these garments that are very thick or very thin, that's not the case. It has to be three tvachim. Um, Okay, Gimel. Hakala kliyes, all garments that are woven, made of woven nets, so in other words, nets, they're like garments, uh, if, they're, if they're designed to be worn as clothing. Whether you, in other words, if the, garments, the garment is made uh, basically from woven net material. So, whether you uh, um, twine, or you weave, rather, excuse me, the strands, and you make into cords, or you make them into a belt, that's considered a garment material. Um, the exception is the nets that are made by people who sell wool to hold the wool. 
That's considered tar because that's not considered a garment. That's meant, that's meant to hold the woolen. It's also not considered as a keili in terms of being considered a bag because it has two large holes, I guess. Uh, the Rambam says tahira. I don't think he means his tar just as a garment or batame as a keili. I think he means his tar across the board. Hakela, a slingshot. Shabes kibel evan shabba. That the place where you put the stone in, a little pouch where the stone is held, or that pouch is made of leather or it's made of woven material. Right, so a slingshot, you have the thing you hold, you have the thing you pull, you have a little thing in which the stone is sitting. So the part where the stone sits, if it's made of leather or woven, it's a kabbal tuma. Um, uh, as a keili. So, if, however, uh, the part where you put your finger to pull back and sling, if that gets torn, tear is tar because the slingshot is useless now. You can't use the, use the fire anymore, right? Nivsak base. So I'm not sure exactly what the contraption was, but it's, it's clear that there were, there, were, there were two parts. There's the part you put your finger in, he says, the, the part for the finger, and then there's the part where the stone sits. Besides for those two, there's a part to hold it to create tension. Right? I mean, the, in the pictures over here, he has, he has a depiction of what a slingshot would have been. I don't know exactly. Well, sling does exist in, 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 in. So, No, but a sling is Tamazay, I think the whole thing. No, but this is held a stone, obviously, right? But so the one that the used, that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Okay. Fine. It's, 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 you spin it. So now the sling is shining. A proper thing is called, called a sling. Okay, a sling. sling. Fine. If just the handle got torn, because we have so far three things. We have the part where the stone sits. We said that's Makabal Tuma as a Kali or as a garment. We have the part where you put your finger. Now we're going to talk about the, the handle. So this, these are three parts. So the, uh, the handle part gets torn. The diamond tumase is still a kabotuma. It's still tame because it's still useful. Because, why is it still useful? Not sure what. Different kinds of fishing nets. The kabotuma, the which is a kind of fishing net that's designed uh, uh, with like a, a pocket that's uh, like at the bottom of the net. At the bottom of the net, there's like a pocket that's like a bucket where the holes are very narrow. The holes are very small, apparently. That's what the cherim is. It's because it has the pocket and that, that makes it a base kibble. Uh, a clear kibble. The holes of that pocket are very small. Therefore, you can wear it as a garment. Because it doesn't, it's not see-through. It's like a garment. A person makes a garment out of that uh, type of net. Tar is tar. In other words, he makes the garment out of the pocket part, he's tummy. The garment made out of the, the, tar, the, the other part of it, that, that is tar. Minzutai, if he makes a garment from the pocket, mistama, it's makabal tuma, because it's, it's woven like that of a garment, so it's usable as a garment. So the cherim, sorry, so the cherim, the cherim itself, that part of the net is makabal tuma because of the pocket. Consider one thing. So then if you make a garment of the cherem, that's tar because that part's not considered. So when the pocket and the net are connected, it's makabotuma like a keli or like a garment. When you separate them, then the pocket part's tar. Excuse me, the, the net part is tar, but the pocket part, that part's makabotuma like a, like a keli. Dalit. Also, you've made a, a, a garment out of a mishmeres, which is like a, a filter. That you, play, you have like a, a bucket over here. 
right? You tie like a piece of shmata over the mouth of it. You pour, you know, wine with sediments on it, and the liquid seeps through the shmata into the keli, and the sediments stay on top in the, in the shmata. In yesh b'shosh al-shosh, if it's three tachim square, it's a kavu tumah for all types of tumas, because since it's fit, theoretically speaking, to serve as a garment. Hey, you have a cloth used to filter wine that gets worn out. If it's so useful for its initial purpose, it's, 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 it's susceptible to Tumah. If not, to her, then it's Tar. If you have covers on Svarim, on Sefateras, for example, that are designed, the fact that it's designed you know, is the raya that it's not, the way it's ornamented and designed, it's clear it's not meant to be used as a garment for a person. It's meant to be used as a gar- as a covering for sefetera. You remember we learned that a keli is only makabel toma if it serves the purpose of a human. A keli which serves the purpose of an animal or another keli is not makabel toma, and therefore in makabel toma, because the design that demonstrates the bishayin and mishamshinon they don't serve the purpose of a human. The design demonstrates that they're do- they're made to serve the purpose of the sefetera. Um, if it's not designed, it's matamis bishar tumis. In that case, because it's not necessarily set aside for sefeteria, it can be used for a garment as well. So therefore, it's makabal all types of tumah. Chutz with tumas medris, the exception is tumas medris. Because even though it's a garment, it's not a kind of gar- even though it's a potential garment, it's not a potential garment anyone, anyone would ever sit on. We tell this guy, get up and let us use the garment for whatever we need it for. The sefeteria, to wear me, maybe even, but it's not going to be sat on. Right? If it needs it's on a chair. The chair is makabal tumah, even though his skin does not touch it. Why? Because it's made to bear the weight of a person. If a needle sits on the table, the table is not makabal tumah if she does not touch it. What's the difference? The difference is that a table is not meant to sit on. We say get off the table. The table it's not the purpose. But something which is meant to sit on, like a cushion or a chair, that is makabal tumah. So this shmata, in the case over here where it's designed for a sefer you know, technically speaking, but it's also usable. It could be used for. Um, obviously, before you before you before you use it for sefer obviously it could be used for a garment that is a kabbalah as, as a garment, but not for a medrash. That's not something someone would sit on because of the way it's designed. Zayin the garments, the cushions that a, that a carrier or a porter would put on their shoulders. If they made because of the yoke they put on their shoulder, like you see the picture over here, they put them to protect themselves from getting blisters. Their shoulder shouldn't hurt from the heavy the heavy heavy pole. It's a tabo all tumas, even medrash. Why? Because even though it's not designed to sit on, sometimes these guys, when they have to take a break on their shift, they put it on the floor, and they sit on it. Therefore, it's considered to be designed to hold this person's weight. It's going to be Kabbalah Tumas Medrus. A Mishmeres Shoyayin, a sifter, a cloth used to filter wine, a Mishmeres Medrus, it's Kabbalah other Tumas, not Medrus, because it's unlikely to be sat on. So basically, any garment that's Kabbalah Tumas Medrus, because you could sit on it, any, not just garment, any item really, we'll see, is Kabbalah any Tumas. But the opposite is not true. Sometimes you have things that are makabal tumas mess, another tumas, but not medras. In order to makabal tumas mess or tumas sherets, for example, all that has to be is considered like a keli. In order to makabal tumas medras, it's not sufficient, it's called a keli. It also has to be designed to, for a person to lean their weight on, like a chair, as opposed to a table. You have a garment that you put in mind, you want to design it with all kinds of, excuse me, you had in mind that it should be used to copy for somebody to learn how to copy it. So you have a garment, the garment is designed, and you want your apprentice to learn how to copy the design. It's not considered a keli for humans. It's just made to be copied, to make other garments. If the guy thinks to himself, he says, you know what? I don't want to use this for the purpose, this purpose anymore. In that case, now it's no longer being used as a display piece to learn from. It's a regular garment. So, 
interestingly enough, the shofar itself now designates it as a keli. That's the Okay? Um, right? Because we could... One second, one second, one second. So therefore, it is... It is... Machshavah, um, uh, remember, we said, could designate something as a keli. It can't undo it, but in this case, it could make it into a, into a, into a keli. If a person who owns a homeowner makes a, 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 a shmata to cover over walls and pillars... So, because not considered to be used for humans, it's considered to be used for the sake of the house. I'm sorry, what? Because in, in Halacha Dalit, it's talking about a case where you took it and you made it into a garment. That makes it into a garment. Halacha Zayin is talking about a case where it's just as it is, as the Mishmeres. So it's not going to be it's not it's not going to be used to sit on. Halachadal, you took it and you designed it to be part of a garment. Then it's takam kavutuma. Halachates chaluk shalasu misvafa. You have a garment uh, that's made like a veil. Kedei lisachabayish shechar to be used to entertain and to, to to perform by people who are drinking. So somebody who performs in a bar, a bar dancer. Ainu kavutuma. That's not a kavutuma. It's not considered a garment. Yud koyifach shenosin al sefer a tichol like a shmata. That was used to cover you. You took it to use it to cover a sifatayda. Um, so, in other words, it was it was it was designed for the purpose of covering a sifatayda. But that's what the person designed it for. And the person then someone else took it. It wasn't used. It wasn't it wasn't designated for a specific sifatayda. That would be a problem to use it on your, as a garment. Someone designed it to, to sell. Let's say, for example, whenever 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 the shul comes along to buy it for their sifatayda, and then his wife decides, yeah, I want to use it for tichel. Okay, so. And then he took it and, put it, and, and, then he, and, he, and then he put it back on the sifatayda. So on the sifatayda, tar of the kabbal tumas medrus is tar from being makabal the tumah of medrus, despite the fact that women usually sit on their tichel sometimes as a cushion, because in this case, uh, once you put it on the sifatayda, it's not fit to sit on anymore because it's being used for a holy purpose. However, it is makabal other types of tumas that are non medrus tumah because it has the once she was used by a person, it has the of a beget. Not, it's, not, it's not considered a cushion, but it is considered a beggar, a keli. Therefore, it's a kabbal other tumas, just not medrus. That's important to identify this nakuda. It's a keli, it's a, it means it's a garment, it's a kabbal all tumas, but it's not, a, it's not a cushion, it's not meant to, meant to bear the weight of a person, and therefore it's not a kabbal tumas medrus. Yalf, how awesome is Spalonis, a person that makes a bandage, right? The shmat that makes a bandage. Bein al-ur, bein al whether from leather or from cloth, even though it has the minimum shear of three tfachim square, let's say, it's tahar, because it's not considered something used as a garment, because normally uh, they would put on it um, uh, usually oil or whatever else makes it not really fit to wear. Medicine. Also, in Malugma, if a person applies some kind of compress, a remedy made from from like a homeopathic remedy, I guess back then it was real medicine, right? Today it's like, you know, hocus pocus, but it's made from like bread and wheat and figs, you know, uh, which this is more easily, easily dry. Oil doesn't dry. Oil, oil stays, or ointment stays like, you know, oily the whole time. This will dry eventually and therefore you can really wear it theoretically speaking. So, Asalei Malugma, um, if he if he if if, uh, if he made like a, like a compress made of these things on this uh, from the you know at this garment, if it's made of material of some kind, in your kavutum is not a kavutuma. 
in the beginning of Halacha, Allah or Allah Beged, he translates over here as it's made from leather, from cloth. Then he says over here, he, try, he changes it to Allah Beged, means if the compress is applied to a garment. Okay. I think it still means made from garment. In any event, if it's made of material, let's say wool linen, it's not makabal to a mushroom, at that point, it's not, you know, this, this, this compress made of, made of, you know, mushed figs, whatever, makes the garment unfit to wear. Baal ho'er. If, however, this compress is made of leather, and you took this leather band, and you smeared this, like, dried fig on it, and you put it on as, as, a, as a compress, and the person is wound, the leather garment, the leather Leather is much easier to scrape off this and clean it, and therefore you consider it, and therefore it's a kabotuma, including medrus apparently, because he says it's, it's fit to sit on. At what point is a cloth kabotuma? So I start off the parak talking about the shurim in terms of that, uh, when, you know, I, uh, when you start making the garment, you start forming it, how big does it must become? The Ramam clarified actually in Allah that he was really talking about you tear a piece from a garment. But here he talks about you start weaving a garment. You start making it right from scratch. You have needles and threads. You have a weaving loom. You have a crochet net. Whatever system you have. How big, you know, you, we don't say if I'm making a jacket until the jacket is finished to wear with the buttons, it's makalotoma. Till that point, it's not makalotoma. We did say that concept by metal kalim, for example. Till you finish it, you shine it. When it comes to garments, apparently, even if it can't be used as a jacket because you can put the sleeves on, I can use it as, as, as a different kind of garment. So as long as it's, it can be worn any which, which way you want, it's irrelevant as long as it has a certain shear. So at what point in the, in the process of creation does the garment in the Kabbalah So once you start, once you make three fingers by three fingers, if it's woven, that's considered big enough. Now that's, that's because you want to make it bigger than that. Again, if you intend to make it smaller than that, like a belt that's going to be two, only two heads by wide, then it's a kabotum, even if it's lower than that, smaller than that. If the garment is made of needlework, which is its own kind of, uh, not weaving with a loom, but its own kind of, you know, craft, pocket or leggings, at that point, it's not a kabotum until the garment is finished, ready to wear, which means it has to be finished, complete, and have a seam, etc., whatever it means can be considered a finished thing, just like a metal kali. You Needlework, kalim are, are, are garments are unique in that fashion. A kei that's made from needlework, like a trap, and not a garment, a keili. Not meant to be worn. It's like some kind of you know, net or a trap. Once you finish making the receptacle, it's a kabotuma, that's considered complete, even though you didn't finish all the trimmings. Yud dalit. A head covering worn by young women. If you began making it from its opening, from the part that's tied around, tied around the forehead and around the head, so then in that case, it's not makabotuma until you finish its base, the part, the part that goes around the middle and peak of the head. If you started designing it from the other side, from the middle, the part that goes around the middle and the peak of the head, it's not makabotuma until you finish it, until you finish the part that goes on the forehead. Why couldn't the Ram just say that this tichel thing, not makabotuma until you finish it, until you finish both parts, the back part and the top part? I don't know. A gold ornament that is meant to be is considered its own piece of jewelry. It's a kabotum independently, even though you put it as part of the tichel. This jewelry designing things are considered to be their own shivas, their own kalim, kabotum independently. That's the deal when it comes to ornaments. We learned this earlier. The chotev, the the tamas tame, and the band, the, 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 um, the part that you tie, used to tie around the, 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 the head, keep it on the head, 
are considered part of it, both regarding contracting tumor and imparting tumor. If one part gets touched, the tichlus gets touched with the sheretz, the strap is tame, and vice versa is true as well. And also, if, if, it, if it's makabal tumor, then whatever part of that touches a food, for example, whether it's the strap or the actual, t- actual tichl, the food is tame. It's for all practical purposes part of the kelim. A head covering a tichel gets torn. Oh, this is actually a picture of what kind of head covering he's talking about over here. Okay, good. If it's, if it's so torn that it can't cover the, great, the, the majority of the head, then it's torn at that point it has no use. If it still can cover the majority of the head, even though it's torn, it's still considered useful. You're making a, a garment made of uh, uh, material, felt, or paper, yeah, paper clothing. I think it was very common in Japan and China. You know? At what point is it considered finished? Right? We said a baguette is... is um, we said before, needlework baguette is a couple to when you, when you finish it completely. What is considered finishing this kind of garment? So apparently, these types of materials are not, are not, are not uh, governed by the din of three tzvachim, apparently. So what, what, what is considered finished for them? So, piv. When the, in the opening of the head, when you, the final stage, you, when you make the opening, put the, put the head part in, when you, when you put the garment over your head, that's considered finished. How big does it have to be? It depends who the clientele is, however, however big the person is, what it's being made for. The garment becomes tame. They must do say, how much do you have to tear it in order to break it to make it tar? Once it gets worn out, it's no longer uh, able to do what it was intended, its, its original purpose. It's not fit to be worn as a beggar. The beggar was designed to be. Perhaps maybe have to, you have to, it has to be unable to be used as any beggar. All right. If the majority of the upper part is intact, but the lower part becomes worn out, if the bottom part is the majority and that, that part's intact, but the upper part's worn out, then it's tahar. Because the upper part, even though it's the minority, it's more important. But if the border around the opening is torn, it's tahar, because you can't fit to be worn, right? Base piv is like the hem around, like a like talus cotton. You have the hem around the, op- the neck opening that holds it in place. If that gets torn, you can't really wear it, and therefore it's tahar. You're dying. The person makes a belt from the collar of a garment, right? He has a collar, the begot gets worn out, he takes the collar, makes a garment, makes, makes a belt out of it. Or from the side, let's say the side, a sheet, you have a sheet that has like a, a hem around the edge, right? Like a rim, I guess called a hem, right? You take that to make a, you tear it to make a garment. Now, it's obviously lower, lower less than three by three, but you tore it from another garment, so what's it in? It's not until you hem the edges. So, in other words, one, one side is hemmed naturally. You cut off the last inch of the sheet, so on the extreme outside, it was already hemmed. But now the part that you cut, that part has to be hemmed. If you make it from the middle of the garment of the sheet, now both sides have to be hemmed. Until you, make, until you hem, make a border on both sides, it's not makabal tumma. It's only makabal tumma as a proper belt, as a keli, once you make a hem on both sides. If you have a belt that gets worn out at the edges, but the middle part is intact, it's makabal tumma because it's still fit to be used as a, um, as a, as a baguette until it's worn out entirely. Once it's considered to be a baguette, 
and had a border, it's not a kabbal tumma until it's completely worn out. You test. Shalfa shaperishim and abeged. You have a border that was separated from the bag from the garment. Let's say the edge, right? The hem. Yiskinin lachemberas masnov, and you redesign it to. That's um, not any design. You just take you de- designate it for the purpose of using it to gird your loins. A kabbalas tumma. It's a kabbal tumma. The page you come out. It's like a big design. There's a belt that serves a purpose. So it's still, it served the purpose before. It still serves a purpose. Chafalas. Talisha anisha balsi. You have a garment belonging to a poor person that gets worn out. Wealthy person, even if it's slightly worn out, he'll consider the beggar to be useless. But a poor person will continue wearing it until it's worn out much more. So, if the majority of the, the edges are intact, despite the fact that it's not three fingers, right? Despite, despite the fact that it's less than three fingers square, a body, it's not, um, um, it doesn't have three fingers of it that's intact. The, the, in other words, the, the garment got very worn out. Is there one section in this talus? That's three fingers square. That's intact. No, it's so worn out that the, the, the patches are, are very small. The, the, the parts that are not worn out are very small. So I raise the but still it's a kabbalah because it's still fit for a per person to wear. And, and he, apparently, we're talking about um, a garment that's made of very small patches and small pieces. So therefore, therefore, each piece is considered its own chshivas. So if the edges are not intact. So then, if it has an area that's three fingers square, that's intact, the Kabbalah's Tumah. If not, so in the first part of the halacha, we said it's Makabal Tumah, even though there's not three fingers square in, one, in any one area of it. It's because we're talking about a case where a garment's made of very small patches and each one has its own, 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 own relevance. And you don't care about the, 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 the hem. Over here in the second section, we're talking about a one big garment, and therefore, if it doesn't have the the rim, the the, the hem on all, uh, the that's that's around on all sides intact, then you have to have three fingers square to mikalatuma vimlav not mikalatuma, not mikalatuma because the fact it doesn't have the edges intact, the hem around it intact, and there's no one section three fingers square, that's that's uh, you know proper material. It's not totally you know totally tattered. It's not considered a chash of garment. The same is true of other clothing of poor people. You have patches that are small and three tfachim by three tfachim. Because they're considered uh, too small. Talking about fabrics that are not woolen linen. Woolen linen would be tame even if they're smaller than three tfachim, as long as the three it's boys, right? Okay. If, however, you, you intend to use them as they are, as small as they are, because you designate them as a keli, even though they're so small. Obviously, you don't care that they're so small. Then they're small than three fingers by three fingers. Because anything small than three fingers, despite the fact that you, uh, that you designated it, because if it's so small, it's never considered significant, unless, of course, you went and designed it that way from scratch. You have a garment that's less than three fingers, about three fingers. He designated to plug up a hole in the bathhouse so that this exhaust shouldn't escape, so it should be nice and warm in the Schwitz. Or to use to shake a pot, you shouldn't burn your hands. Or to, you know, get wrap on your fingers around the mill so you turn the mill, you should get a blister on your hands. Okay, it's a bailo. That's considered a cave, but then if you throw out, the, throw out the, the garbage, that's essentially like breaking it. You just you discarded it. Now, if you throw out a fork in the garbage, it's still a cave. But this type of shmata, throwing it out makes it a cave. 
Therefore, unfit to use as a cushion. So it's only the cavalry of the Tumas that are non Midras related. The garment three Tvachim square or more that was thrown in the garbage pile. If it's thick enough, it was durable enough and whole, so that it could be used to hold a quarter cup of salt without tearing. Despite the fact you threw in the garbage, ah, you threw in the garbage. Fine, you throw off bowl in the garbage. So this thing about throwing it out, being levatel, it only applies to garments that are less than three tefachim. That but they were used as a keli for certain purposes. Those because they're small and you threw them out, they're discarded. But if it's a large garment, a jacket, let's say, you throw in the garbage, still consider a keli. Fine there. Ah, however, if it was in the house, you didn't throw it out. If it was uh, durable, even though it's unable to hold salt, or it was able to hold salt but it was not durable, even other even medris. Why is it macabre to Um Because it's fit to use as a cushion. So what's the difference? So when do we care? Oh, so if it's in the gar, if you so if you if you throw it in the garbage, so then in order to be kabbaltoma, it has to be considered a good garment that you're able to wrap a quarter cup of salt in and hold. And if not, it's not. If it's in the house, it doesn't have to have both qualities. One one or the other is sufficient. You have a carmine cloth that's three tefachim by three tefachim square, but the pieces it was, it was tore, but the pieces didn't separate. I guess just because natural the way the garment hangs, they're still overlapping. If you put it on the chair and sit on it, your flesh will touch the chair. In other words, it, it, it won't hold together. Is it tar? It is tar from because uh, it can't be used for anything. From tar from medrus. Vimlav, if not, if your flesh will not touch the chair, it can serve as a, as a covering. Despite the fact that it's torn, but it can hang together sufficiently to serve as a cushion. You have a garment, three finger breadths exactly, let's say. But that, from that garment, part of it got worn out. Uh, even one string. You have a nut. Or you have your two garment, two strings. So here, you look at this picture. You have two strings here. Instead of being crisscrossed here, you missed ones. Now two strings are next to each other. That's not considered. That's considered imperfection. So this garment is exact. The minimum shear. Now, now that part that's not that this string, which isn't, isn't doing what's supposed to do, is reduced from the shear, and therefore it's, it's considered too small. You can't count that part. Garment three fingers square. You threw in the garbage. If you take it out of the garbage, change your mind, or someone else took it out. Again, but a new, not not the same tumah from before. From here going onward. On this case, back and forth, throwing in the garbage is matarit. It's considered breaking it. You bottle it. Taking it out of the garbage is considered is matamid again. It's a new keli. You can do this back and forth all day. The exception is when it comes to expensive pure purple fabric or fine red silk. Even the garbage becomes It's like throwing out a fork or a knife. It's still a keli because it's so expensive. You have a garment three fingers square. Three uh, fingers square. 
that you put it in a ball of fabric. You put it over, 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 on top of several pieces in a ball. She saw a the made its own fabric, its own ball of fabric. Rolled in a ball and sewing it closed. So here it's tar because um, because you no longer consider it important. Obviously, it's like a way of discarding it, sort of. If it's three tfachim, three handbreadths wide, that you rolled into a ball this way, it's still considered as it was a beggar at the time. A significant size, and that's not considered discarding it because it's still useful. Even to a smidus, because you can use it as a cushion. If it's own ball, you didn't wrap it among top of something else. In that case, not to a because you can't use it. You wouldn't be considered using it as a cushion. Because the sewing makes it less than three by three, so it was three by three exactly. Now you made it the shape. Now it's too small to be considered a proper a proper cushion. Therefore, a technicality is no longer common to a smidus.